Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place, for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your pod- podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Welcome back to another week on the trail. I'm Doc and this is the John Freaking Mirror Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. All right. I've got a special surprise this week as we are going to catch up with a number of former guests, including my irregular co-host, Chopper. 
Welcome back, Chopper, and thanks for helping out with this episode. How's it going? Oh, it's been great, Doc. Uh, glad to be back. Actually, nice that we're sitting next to each other doing one of these podcasts again now that uh, the world is getting to be a better place. That's right. This is our first in-person interview since the uh, the last time we did this. The backyard one. Yeah, I think it was in yeah. April of 2020 <laughs> in the ago. backyard with a separate mic for each of us. So, very good. No, it's good to be back. Excellent. So, this week, you know, I know you are intimately familiar with the the podcast you listen yes. to every episode and absolutely so you know all about the pro tip inside of the week I'm, I'm, i have a challenge for you this week okay what i want you to do is uh, listen to our updates from the trail and come up with a a pro tip inside of the week based on something uh, on some, behalf of all the uh, people that, on the show that's Excellent. right some part all of right. the content okay. I'm, I'm, I'm up to it okay right, i can do this very good hey did i tell you we've got a new sponsor i've heard it's pretty pretty fun stuff yeah yeah, Outdoor Vitals. I had the chance to interview the founder and CEO, Taysen Whitaker, and he was uh, just full of stories and loved to hear about the origin story of his company and how, uh, how he's grown that company. And we had a really good conversation after the podcast, and uh, he, he, he's agreed to sponsor us for the last part of the season. Well, that's here. excellent. So you get like a new hat or a new buff to wear? Or? Yeah, I got some stickers. Okay, all right. Yeah, excellent. some stickers for the car. So it's, it's really, <laughs> you put them on really your good. Canister. That's right. It's a start. Yeah, there you go. We, we had to start somewhere, right? It's all up from yeah. here. Mrs. Doc has been after me for a long time asking when did the sponsors start. That's right. And so I gave her a sticker. <laughs> gave her a t shirt. <laughs> Very good, very good. So, with that in mind, you know, I have to do my duty here for Outdoor Vitals. So, the John Freaking Mirpot is sponsored by Outdoor Vitals, the ultralight backpacking gear company whose mission is to improve the mental, physical, and emotional health of mankind by facilitating impactful outdoor experiences. Outdoor Vitals creates innovative technical products with confidence inspiring education that empowers outdoor ultralight adventures. Their focus on performance and durability enables you to live ultralight with gear you can actually be confident in. Whether you're looking for an ultralight sleep system, shelter, or pack, or if you're looking for top quality apparel for the trail, you can find it at Outdoor Vitals. Do yourself a favor, live ultralight. Sounds like a good choice. Yeah, you know, I I actually came up with some of that copy. Oh, did you? I ran it by them. They did a little modification, but I would say that the the majority of that copy was, was written by yours truly. That's why you got a free hat out of it. That and some stickers. There you go. And some stickers. Very good. All right. So hey, this episode, as I mentioned, we're going to. Uh, I've, I've reached out to a number of our former guests and asked them to give us give us some updates on what they're doing. Uh, some of them are out on the trails. Some of them have finished trails. Some of them are looking forward to trails. So we have a, a number of, of uh, updates from our former guests, and we're going to kind of do a little introduction of each clip and uh, talk about you know the previous episode they may have been in and kind of what our, our take on their their current experience out there sounds like fun let's do it all right so our first guest i'm going to go alphabetical order and so this is <laughs> we're starting with numbers this okay. is this is yeah <clears throat> this is 127 this is the owner of i think the best trail name story out there it's up there you know when listening to it i could actually visualize getting stuck like that yeah. it was just i just started giggling it's like you, the, the funniest part is like could you imagine somebody walking up behind you <laughs> And you see this guy stuck in the middle of a bog. He's like, I'm going to walk around. I'm not, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> not even help the guy. No, like, just walk around. I'm going to wait until he frees himself. <laughs> you just walk by and you nod at him. <laughs> Pat hey, him on the head as you hey, go by. Hey, dude. All right. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> on your left. <laughs> yes, of course, we are talking about Sean127 McLean. And his story t- took place on the AT. He was going southbound. 
And uh, as as you may have know, as you may know, or remember from uh, a recent episode on trail names, you know he got stuck between two logs. His his foot slipped, and he was stuck between two logs. He couldn't get his knee out of out of out between the two. And so he was there for a good, I think, 15, 20 minutes wondering how he's going to get himself like out of it. probably felt like an eternity. <laughs> and I'm sure, I think he said that yeah. he was, he was uh, sure that somebody would come walking up and, you know, help him out. But uh, he waited and, and nobody came. Nobody showed up. <laughs> so he was on his own. <laughs> Perfect. We've got the dog playing in the back. In the background, if you hear any squeaky noises, it is not us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chopper Chopper brings his squeaky toy wherever he goes. It's, it's his comfort, his comfort uh, item. It's the outdoor vital squeaky toy. <laughs> um, another great thing about that episode, if you if you remember, is that as he was going southbound, he would stop in each of the shelters, and there would be you know the trail journals, right, right. right that you would you would sign, and he they, he was constantly following this guy who was evidently all by himself. He was alone, and he was kind of uh, depressed because he was alone. He couldn't find any other hikers, and he was writing these very sad entries into the <laughs> journal. And uh, you know, he was trying to catch up to him to, uh, you know, give him some comfort that hey, you're not alone out there. But he never did catch up to the guy, and the guy eventually left the trail. <laughs> hey, uh, Mrs. Doc, can you help us with the dog here? All right, this is going to take some editing afterwards, I think. It's okay. It makes it sound real. <laughs> so I thought that that would be a good topic for a, for a book, you know, kind of a, a, a through-hiking mystery adventure, you know, having just, just through a, the sequence of, of trail entries in the, in the log books. You could have, you have, like, two people. Like, the one is the guy who's really depressed, and the other one's 127 trying to catch up to him, and, you know, eventually yeah. then they get married or something. Yeah, or it could be it could be a guy on the run who had, you know, murdered somebody, and this is the cop chasing him. Some, yeah, yeah. A fugitive. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. fugitive, right. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's take a listen to 127's update, and then we'll uh, we'll kind of dissect what's he, what he's up to afterwards. Stay tuned. Here we go. How we doing, Doc, and my fellow trailmongers out there? 127, checking in with a summer update. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do too much trekking since last summer when I participated on the 14er project with uh, with Red. But I uh, spent most of the cold, snowy winter here in Colorado kind of dialing in my gear, trading things out, getting some new stuff, and ditching a lot of useless things I didn't need. And ultimately, I ended up with a really solid, reliable three-season gear kit with a base weight of less than 12 pounds. Um, which is huge for me, kind of tallied up the numbers. I think on my AT trek, I had a base weight of at least 20, possibly 25 and sometimes. But uh, that's huge for me, really reliable, full comfort. And um, a big thing that I kind of discovered when playing around with my gear that perhaps might work for somebody else is I ordered these uh, shoulder strap water bottle holders from a, uh, a person on Etsy. And um, they're fantastic. I'm able to carry a liter of water on each shoulder strap and water being over two pounds per liter that puts four pounds of weight kind of on my front and it levels out the pack weight a little bit more. I don't have four pounds, you know, on my back driving me back a little bit. Overall, it just makes my pack fit more like a running vest than like a, uh, you know, big heavy backpacking backpack. So I'm a big fan of those. Um, they're fantastic. But, uh, as far as plans for the summer, I played with the idea of doing the Colorado Trail, but 
we'll see if that happens. You know, things like responsibilities might get in the way of that one. And so we'll see if that goes. Otherwise, plenty of weekend trips. And uh, one of the perks of my girlfriend doing her PhD research in the national parks is I can usually uh, get kind of a free ride into Yellowstone or the Grand Teton area. So hoping to make use of that. Anyways, great listening to the pod. Keep it up and uh, have a good one, guys. Happy hiking. So that's 127. He sounds like uh, he's in between trips, but he is... Like any good hiker, he's not just sitting sitting by idly. He's he's uh, fiddling with stuff. He's kind of dialing in his pack. He's cut his base weight in half. I know it's a ridiculous number, down to 12 pounds. Down to 12 pounds. That's nuts. Yeah, that's that's a good weight. I, I could hike forever with 12 pounds. Um, I think I would still hit a few limits, but it'd be a, you know, at some point you got to, you know, sleep and eat and do all that other stuff. But Yeah, details. Yeah, you know. You like just having that quilt and laying on the dirt, so. That's right. Yes. I love the luxurious... Uh, inflatables and all the other fun stuff to, so I can sleep a little bit better. What did you think about his, his water bottle idea? I think that's a cool idea, the way, you know, just the way if I understood the way he's describing it, it's just like basically, like, you know, when you're running and you have two little water bottles on your hips, it's just carrying them on the front with a larger bottle. I'm just what I'm picturing. Mm-hmm. But it must be so much easier to carry that weight up there. Yeah, it's almost like a counterbalance, right? Yeah. And he, he even said, you know, it's not pulling me backwards. He's now got stuff on the front that's kind of Yeah, uh, it seems too simple. Out. It's one of those, God, I wish I had thought of that. Right. I might have to order one of those. That's right. He yeah. said it's on Etsy, if I heard. Etsy. Yeah. Is that, what, what is that? Is that, is that like the, the new, is that the new eBay? Um, I think it's people who make their own crafts and stuff like that. They post things on Etsy and oh, you can buy them. These are the crafty people. <clears throat> According to Mrs. Chopper, that's yeah, okay. stuff like that. I don't know these things. Yeah, you, Chopper's got an account yeah. with Etsy. <laughs> frequent I, frequent I, buyer card. I design water-carrying devices. <laughs> All right. Very good. So sounds also like he has some pretty good access to some national parks out there, Yellowstone and where else? Grand well, Tetons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he said he's in uh, Colorado, and mm-hmm. if she's going up there, that's probably the closest ones. Not a bad place to go hang out. There are worse places to hang yeah. out. Yeah, for sure. Well, the Rocky Mountain National Park's right there, too. That's a, that's a pretty nice one, too, if you're going to go hang out. Yep. Not, yep. So, not so bad. Well, 127, he was a fantastic guest, and as soon as he has some more adventures uh, with his new base weight, I'd love to have him come back on and, and do another episode. He was a lot of fun to talk to. All right. Hey, do you remember our, our next guest? Goes by the name of trail name of Bourdain. I do. I think I was the one who uh, found him on uh, YouTube and um, gave you the referral. You are indeed. I was sitting on my couch minding my own business one Saturday and got a text from Chopper that hey, I got to check this video out. And while I was watching the video, which was called, I think it was just called the John Muir Trail. Yeah, there was he and uh, two of his friends. But he uh, he's had a handful of other things that he's posted. He's a you know distance runner and does all mm-hmm. sorts of other. Uh, he, he does a good one where he's doing a shake out of his gear before the JMT, where he's climbing up Mount Baldy and spending the night up there. Yeah, he's got a great YouTube channel, and some of his videos I think are approaching or exceeding a million views. Mm. So he's he's pretty popular out there. We're talking about Billy Yang. <laughs> Um, and while I was sitting on the couch and I got that message from Chopper, I tuned into that YouTube video on the John Muir Trail and I immediately found Billy's uh, Instagram account and I reached out to him. And before the video was over, we had basically the episode set up and, and an interview date. So it was fantastic. Yeah, I remember his uh, his partners, Gabby and Yolan, were really cool people too when we talked to them. <clears throat> yeah. Good, good folks. Yeah. If you haven't seen the video, the John Muir Trail by Billy Yang on YouTube, check it out. There is a surprise ending. I'm not going to ruin it for you. 
If you haven't listened to the episode on the John Freakin' Muir pod, um, watch the video first and then listen to the episode. But uh, excellent video with a surprise ending. So let's hear what uh, Bourdain has to say and what he's doing now. Hey guys at the John Freakin' Muir podcast. This is your boy Billy Yang, a.k.a. Bourdain. Just wanted to give you a quick update on how I'm doing. I am back to running. No backpacking, through hiking trips on the horizon yet. But I am eager to get back there in some capacity. Probably not a two-week adventure like I did on the JMT. But I am looking forward to getting back, dusting off the old backpack, and hopefully doing an overnight two- or three-day adventure somewhere out on the trails. Hope everyone's doing well. Thanks for listening. Totally forgot he was an ultra runner. That's really a lot of his uh, videos have to do with that. And some of them is like he was going on trips to go see his friends do like, you know, the Moab 200 or those right. other races. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, the backpacking world was just a little side trip for him. Yeah, no surprise here. He's not, he hasn't done another another backpacking trip. If you remember from the video, his feet were basically hamburger. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know, it was, it was really interesting because you would think as an, as a, as an ultra marathoner, as a trail runner who, who's running, you know, 50 miles, 100 miles, that you know the feet would be able to stand up to just you know simple hiking it must be just a different type of wear and tear different type of trail or something that just but yeah he was beat up yeah and and big props to uh elon who was his hiking buddy who uh helped him with his feet and popping blisters and wrapping (laughs) stuff i mean that's that's really that's a good buddy who's going to to do that for you i hate to tell you doc you're going to be limping you're going to be on your own (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> never a doubt. I, <laughs> there was no, you wouldn't even ask for help. There was no question about that, Chopper. Yeah. So uh, Billy is uh, he, he's, uh, trail racing, but he's no, no hiking at this point. And, you know, his trail name is Bourdain. You remember how he got his trail name? It was uh, he was always doing like the, the foodie uh, uh, reviews of all the uh, all, of the different flavor packets that they would bring up. That's the, right. The ramen and spam. That's right. So his he actually I think his personal hero is Anthony Bourdain. So he that, was really yeah. excited when he was given that name. So all right, good hearing from Bourdain. I wonder how Gabby and Elon are doing. They were living up in the Bay Area, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I see them. On, I see. I see Gabby's posts on on Instagram regularly. Okay, but, yeah, she yeah. was like a uh, long distance running teacher. Yeah, she's coach. a running yeah. running coach, and she also uh, talks a lot about um, diet and food. And she's really anti diet. I mean, she's she live she, a normal life. Type you of live thing? a normal life. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. very strident about that. So, um, pretty fun Instagram. Feed. My lifestyle. That's right. <laughs> very good. All right. Well, continuing continuing the. the Continuing alphabetically uh, by first name, I guess we're going with uh, our next guest, Brett Gravelin. Don't Do you... remember Brett. What was his? Uh... Seriously, you don't remember Brett? Uh, remind me what, what was Brett's story? Brett was on Team Curl. Oh, that's right. On the world's toughest race. I forgot on about that. Amazon. <clears throat> that was a that was a that was a crazy one. Did you have? Did you ever happen to watch the series? Oh yeah, no, it was nuts. Yeah. Those people were completely insane, and like yeah. that whatever New Zealand team that won, mm-hmm. those, they were just on a different level of yeah. driven people. So if you have not yet watched the world's toughest race on Amazon Prime, pause the recording right now, pause the uh, the episode, and go watch that because there's we're going to do spoilers right here. Yeah. Well, okay. well, <clears throat> well, they don't quite make it. Well, he says it in his uh, little clip, doesn't he? He he does. Yeah. yeah. So. 
just as a, as a refresher for those of you who listened to the episode or watched the race, Team Curl was on the precipice of finishing the race. They're, they're almost there. It's basically a final bike ride down to the coast, and they get in a kayak and are to row across uh, to an island, and basically they're done. So they're almost there. They're on the bikes, and they're coming down. They're charging down the hill, and one of one Team of Curl's team partners, yeah. uh, members wipes out. And not, ju- not just a little wipeout, a big wipeout. They were flying down this dirt road. Yes. And Brett uh, does a fantastic job of describing, because he was riding right next to the guy when he wiped out. And it took him, I think he said, 100 yards to, to, to stop. stop. That's how fast they were him, going. Yeah. And run back and see if the guy was still alive. I mean, it was it was pretty serious. But because of that wipeout, they were unable to finish. It was That's just, right. it was heartbreaking. They were so close. They could literally see the island that they had to finish. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he is, he is uh, I think he's listened to the pod as a, a regular customer uh, since our interview. He always comments uh, or likes oh, cool. the Instagram posts, and, cool. and uh, he's, he's a really solid guy. Uh, he's got a couple of young kids and, and is, is kind of getting them into hiking. And so he, he's, he's been, he was a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, it's an excellent episode. You guys should listen to it if you haven't already. But let's check in with Brett and see what he's up to. What's up, the John Freaking Mir Pod? Uh, this is Brett Gravlin from Team Curl, the team that almost finished the Eco Challenge. Uh, doing a little check-in for you, what, what I've been up to for the last few months. I had a little 40th birthday, which turned into a midlife crisis purchase of a downhill mountain bike. And that has been taking up a lot of my time and lots of fun. And aside from that, I've been training for another adventure race, which will be a little local one this time, from Mammoth to Bishop, California, which will be taking place in a month. Uh, That'll be super exciting. And other than that, just up here running around with kids and trying to stay outside as much as possible. All right. Take care, everybody. Hope you're well. Wow, he invested in a, uh, a mountain bike, or he received a, mount- a mountain bike. That's 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 kind of gutsy, con- considering you know the how that Eco Challenge race yeah, finished. Yeah, that one finished out. Let's go ahead and buy a bike. That'll be good. Well, maybe if they had learned how to ride a bike a little bit better, that would have helped their uh, their last challenge. Hope it came with a helmet. Yeah, and going from Mammoth to Bishop, that's a pretty good run. That's not that's not super far, so it's not a huge race. They must, they must go up and over or something if it's a can't be just a bike race. No, it can't be. It can't be. So adventure racing, if you're not familiar, I mean, it's a, a variety of, of disciplines. In the Eco Challenge, uh, the world's toughest race on Amazon Prime, and we saw, you know, kayaking and rafting and swimming and you know mountaineering. Yeah, that's that's the east side of the Sierra that he's talking about. So there is water. There's mountains. There's rivers. There's all sorts of things that they must be uh, out there playing on. Yeah, we'll have to follow up with him and see exactly what yeah. what that all entails. That'd be interesting. It'd be fun to go check it out. It's, it's close enough we could do it. Yeah, maybe we could we could uh, go along the route and heckle him as he comes through. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> try, to, try to ride next to him on our bikes. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right. Um, our next update is from a couple of guys who did the PCT. Um, and then made a film about it. Chris Carter made the film To Measure a Mile, put it on YouTube. It was really well done. Did you have a chance to watch that? I did. That was, uh, that was one of those ones that really reinforced to me that I do not want to do the PCT. It didn't draw you in? Really well done. The guys did a great job making the movie. Uh, all props to them for that. But I just watched that 
and it was like, no, it's that's not me. You know, the whatever week week and a half that we'll do up and on trails and stuff like that. That's that's my limit, and that that just proved to me that's as much as I'm going to do. Well, this is an interesting point because I, I've heard this from you before. You know, I, I've I've asked you if you wanted to help me co-host, uh, you know, a long trail episode or these guys that are running 240 miles, and <laughs> you have consistently it's said a, that that's not my deal. I don't I I don't I, have, I don't want no part of that. I have all respect for them. I don't want to take uh-huh. anything away from those people, but it's just like I listen to it. And it's like no, that that's not me. I just I have a hard time connecting with it. It's like what do you I'll, think? What do you think it is that, that is not you? Uh, I don't know. I think part of it is I'm. Uh, driven to a different type of thing i like to get certain things done they're they're doing that over you know 2800 miles i just like to you know little snippets of things get stuff done get work done Uh i do work a lot that's probably part of it yeah yeah i I don't see myself taking three to six months off and just disappearing well let me put it to you this way if if someone said to you dan go ahead and take five months and do the PCT. There's no, there's no penalty from your work. There's no penalty from your wife. You know, you're free to do it. Go ahead and do it. Would you do it then? Would you consider it? it well, yeah. When those are unrealistic. I'm just saying. Yes. though. I mean, but in that case, sure, you would. Sure. Okay. But. So it's it's the it's the time commitment and expectations from others that you can't. More than like, yeah. 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 Okay. That's the majority. I, I think that's fair. Right. I think that's fair because, you know, 99% of us can't take five months off and, no, and do it right now. It's not really an so, option right now. Yeah. And plus, we're not getting any younger either. Okay. Most, most of these folks are like in their, you know, 20s and 30s. Well, you know, there are people out there of all ages doing it, though. Yeah, well, you know, more power to them. <laughs> I'm glad we clarified this because, you know, that opportunity does exist for you if, you know, if, <laughs> if, I, if, I lose if my job can, and get a divorce. If those conditions yeah. existed. So, okay, good to know. Good to know. Um, of course, we're talking about uh, Chris Carter and I, Andrew Eichenlob. Eichenlob? Sorry if I mispronounced that. They go by Rad and Bugs on the trail. Remember, Rad has the actual word tattooed. Rad yes. tattooed on his butt. Yeah, that was a. That, that was like a team effort. I think all of them. It had was it. a group effort. That's right. I think it was. A, was it a fraternity thing? Something like that. Yeah, and Bugs got his name because uh, he hated bugs. He hated bugs. Yeah. So. I think for a short period of time that might have been one of my trail names because I can't stand the mosquitoes. It just like it's they're horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> I couldn't live in the South. Yeah. I have a lot of issues. One of the funniest <laughs> things I remember from our first trip on the, the JMT was when. We stopped, uh, I think it was probably night four or five, and I went down to the river, took off my shirt, and was washing <laughs> up, and I hear this gasp behind me from Chopper, and I turn around, and I'm like, what? And he goes like, dude, you've got like a thousand mosquito bites on your back. And there was a big gap where your pack was. Uh-huh. It was every, everywhere but where your pack was. So you had this racing stripe down the middle <laughs> of your back, and these sides, your, all your sides were just covered in welts. Yeah, those mosquitoes in the Sierras—they're—they they're, they are right serious. They go right through the shirt. That's right. That's right. All right. Hey, let's take a listen to Rad and Bugs in that order with their clips. So here we go. What's going on, Doc? This is Rad calling in from the CDT. Currently just past Grant's New Mexico and trying to summit Mount Taylor before the sun goes down. Probably not going to make it, but. Giving it my best shot, but the trip is going stellar so far, minus a couple of bumps and bruises here and there, but 
man, is it beautiful out here. The CDT has been a dream of mine for a really long time. And uh, this summer I've got plans to try to do the CDT northbound and then the Appalachian Trail southbound in the same season. And so far I've been able to stay on track for that dream. So pretty psyched on that. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride so far. Desert's freaking dry and it's not much of a trail to follow because there wasn't a lot of hikers in 2020. So it's been a lot of navigation, but the isolation and the beauty and the scenery has just all been so worth it. My favorite section so far has been the, the Gila River, which was about 100, maybe 150 miles south of here. And you just battle through this this beautiful river kind of wading and bushwhacking for about 100 miles and it's unreal it was such a cool experience unfortunately the gila river did give me uh an injury i rolled my ankle on one of the last crossings had to take three days off to recover and reserve but i'm back on trail and feeling as good as ever so super stoked and yeah hope you're doing well my guy Hey, 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 Doc. It is Andrew Eichenlob, a.k.a. Bugs, from the episode To Measure a Mile. Giving you a quick check-in. I'm sitting here at my desk right now. Just knocked out a bunch of cold calls, cold emails. I am actually in sales. I sell a enterprise software to high-level executives at corporations. One of the reasons I got this job, actually, was because I talked about my time on the PCT and how much through-hiking is actually similar to sales. How each day you wake up, it's a grind. Um, it's a constant, uh, constant battle of just knocking out all the little tasks and putting one step in front of the other. And all those little things you, all those little tasks you do, they start to pay off, and you get big wins um, and you get highs. But but the lows are low and the highs are highs, as Chris Carter says. Um, I'm actually based here in Denver, Colorado. And Chris Carter, aka Rad, who is on the episode as well, he is out on the continental divide trail right now the cdt and i think he's entering into colorado probably today or tomorrow it is may 11th right now so he will actually be passing fairly close to denver here in the next couple weeks so you know what that means i'm throwing the booty shorts on going to link up with chris and we're getting the scrote squad back together to knock out some miles through the rocky mountains anyway looking forward to it stay tuned i think Chris will probably put out a Instagram update or a short video or something like that. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, thanks, Doc. Appreciate it. Hope you're doing well. Catch you guys later. All right, Chopper. Did you catch that about Chris Carter, Rad, what he's actually doing this summer? He, oh, it's insane. Yeah, he's not. He, he did the PCT, and so he is gonna, his goal is to become a triple crowner this summer. Right. He's doing the CDT and the AT this summer. Yeah, the AT southbound, which is pretty rare. That's pretty trick. That's pretty, pretty tough trick. Yeah, one twenty-seven would tell him to watch out for that bridge. Exactly. Yeah, but I think it just reminded me those guys. You know, listening to the podcast when you when you interviewed them, they were a good time. Yeah, they they, they are enjoying life. They enjoy what they do. They're always happy. Not not a bad gig. <clears throat> yeah, I enjoy talking to all of our guests, but that episode in particular was a lot of fun because of just their their personalities and and carefree attitudes, yeah. and they're funny guys. So a lot a lot of fun. That's pretty cool that he's going to be able to go uh, visit him while he's uh, going by Denver. 
See, right. if you do the PCT, I'll mm-hmm. visit you at Agua Dulce when you, when you walk by. You do some trail magic yeah. for me? Yeah, exactly. Very good. Very good. Now, I didn't realize that their group had a, a, a group, a tramily name. Okay. I didn't realize that they were called the Scroat Squad. <laughs> because they were wearing short shorts. I remember that was one of their, one of their pro tips was to get a certain brand of shorts that were very, yeah, very yeah. small. Yeah. Uh, Bugs, that may have been TMI. <laughs> I'm not sure that I was ready for that, but thank you very much. At least uh, that wasn't his trail name. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. All right, and next up is uh, one of my favorites, another one of my favorites, Ginger Balls. Another great trail name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I actually had uh, a conversation with him today on Instagram. Oh, really? Cool. He is he is finishing up the Hayduke Trail. Which is another just absolutely insane trail. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. Uh, if you remember, Ginger Balls uh, did the AT. He's a triple crowner, but right. he did the AT when he finally retired from the Navy. And uh, there was that moment, that epic moment where he met Scrapbook on yep. the trail. Yep. At the very start of the AT. Scrapbook, of course, was uh, this was going to be his third hike in the Triple Crown series. He's going to be a triple crowner. And he was a young kid. He was like 20 or something. 20, 21 years yeah. old. Had like a 13-pound pack. And uh, Ginger Balls shows up to the trailhead. Ex-military. Uh, ex-military, and he is prepared for everything. He's got three of everything in case something fails, right? And so his pack is like, I don't know, 50 pounds. It's huge. Probably more than that. And he was probably 50, 52 years old, something like that. And they're both looking at each other. I just thought this moment was so funny. They're both looking at each other like, oh, yeah, this guy's not going to make it. That's the movie you could make, too. It's the two of them staring at each other. It's a buddy movie. What, what's going on in their brains. Yes. Exactly. Very Turned good. out to be a buddy movie. Yeah. I just didn't know it. Yeah. So he's finishing up the Hey Duke Trail, and I had a chance to talk to him today back and forth on uh, on Instagram. And he is actually going to come visit his daughter, who lives in Southern California. Okay, cool. And I'm gonna I'm gonna meet him next week down down there, and we're gonna do an interview. We'll do an update on uh, on Ginger Balls and the Hey Duke Trail oh, experience. Right. That'll be fun. So I'm really looking forward to yeah, that. He's quite the character. He he left a, a lot of names for you to, uh, to follow oh, yeah. up with people, and yeah. they all they all looked uh, very fondly on their uh, their time with Ginger That's Balls right. on the trail. Ginger Balls does not disappoint. He is a good storyteller, and he tells it like it is. And I think as you were interviewing him, that he was having a couple of drinks, and it was funner and more fun and more fun and more fun. That's as the right. Even, as the evening went on, that's right. He loosened up, and <laughs> all kinds of stories came out. So that was that good was time. that was a, good, a that was very good, good time. So let's see. Uh, I'm really interested to hear how it's going on the Hayduke Trail because, as we know, that is a very tough trail. It's it's basically wayfinding out there. You, yeah, there's not a clearly defined path, and you have to leave water ahead of time in certain areas and leave caches all over the place that you pre-plan. It's mm-hmm. it's that's uh, a different level of bananas. Yep. All right, let's check in with Gingerball. See how he's doing. Hey, listeners of the John Frickin' Mirror Pod. This is Ginger Balls, um, currently on the Hayduke Trail. Definitely one of the toughest, most amazing, and beautiful trails I've ever done. Uh, it's from Arches in Utah all the way down to the Grand Canyon and then finishes in Zion. Uh, check it out. It's beautiful, lovely, and really fucking hard. And I uh, can't wait to sit down with Doc and tell you about it. So there you have it. We were not incorrect in our assessment of the Hayduke Trail. <laughs> and you don't need much of an update when you meet him next week. He, he summed up in the last sentence. It's really effing hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I cannot wait to hear some of the stories. And if you, you you should be following him on Instagram. He does some really amazing posts. His pictures are incredible, and he, he gives a lot of commentary in terms of how he's doing out there. 
<laughs> I know he spent one night in the cave. Oh, really? Yeah. Out of it, just you're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, well, yeah. It's, it's so exposed out there. I mean, there's no trees on that trail. It's it's nuts. Right. Was it uh, figuring out on the Hayduke? Is that the one? Yeah. There's a, a documentary. I'm not sure if it's on YouTube. I'm not sure which platform it's on. I think on. I saw it on YouTube. Figuring it out on the Hayduke Trail. Yeah. And it was uh, these guys that had done the trail. Was it they? They talked to the creator of the trail. Um, I think at some point they they connected with them. The one that got me it was the leaving, having to uh, dig up the water caches that they had to plant early. Mm-hmm. And then one time they got he was going up the wrong uh, canyon to get out of another canyon. And mm-hmm. oops, I'm in the wrong place. I had to backtrack in a couple miles and go up the other <laughs> one canyon over to get out and. It was, uh, if you don't know how to read a compass and you don't know how to read a map, it's not a good place for you. Yeah, I remember talking to Jay and Michelle Wilson about their JMT trail, and they were really ticked off because at Ray Lakes, the sign was crooked, and they ended up taking a, a, a <laughs> wrong turn, and they lost like a half an hour, and they were really upset about that. Yeah. I, can, I can only imagine being on the Hayduke and realizing that you've gone you know, seven miles down the wrong canyon, yes. and there's no way out, and having to backtrack yes. and figure out where you're going. I'm in the wrong box canyon. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would that would just be maddening. That'd be, but the funny thing is that it just is it's a statement about these people too. You're kind of like, oh, okay, I got to go back. You know, what are you going to do? You can't get mad. You can't throw stuff. Just all right, got to go. The trail is the trail. That's right. Embrace the suck. Nice setup. Huh? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Very good. Yeah. Very good. All right. Hey, our next update is from a guy who set the record the fastest the fastest known time on the florida trail for a brief period do you know florida had a trail um i thought it was just like a highway that went out to the end of the everglades that's as much as i know about florida probably not no okay or yeah. is it a trail that goes around disney world maybe that's the one i'm that, thinking of that's not the one either no, that's no, not the right one no okay no it's actually a, i'm out it's actually a trail that that uh, goes the length of the state i guess and it's pretty flat. You know, Florida's pretty flat. And it's funny because I was listening to um, the Chris Mead episode today. Right. And he talked about Florida and hiking in Florida yep. and how different parts of his body hurt because it was a different set of muscles because the, the, the path is completely flat. He says there was a differential of maybe 20 feet. I think the whole state, the high elevation is like 30. Yeah. The, Florida should be worried if there's... You know, global warming and, and the, you know, the ice caps melt. I mean, that could be a problem. Well, that's why the Everglades are there and there's, you know, crocs everywhere and mm-hmm. there's water everywhere. It's, there's a reason for that. It's yeah. flat. What is more terrifying to be, be to have your, your, your tent set up and you're inside and it's the middle of the night and you hear a, a bear outside your tent or you hear a gator outside your tent? I would be more frightened of a gator because it's a reptile. It's just an eating machine. A bear, it's an eating machine, but it's going to leave you alone for the most part. You know, it, you'll only get in trouble with a bear if you, like, startle it or, you know, do the wrong thing around it. A gator's going to come after you. It just, you're, just, you're, you're just the next meal to him. The bear's not looking to you for a meal. Did you, since we're on the, the subject of Florida and gators, did you listen to the Mountain Cat episode? Yes. <laughs> so she's, she, she ends up dating this guy who's from Florida. Right. And... After the trip, they they, you know, they kind of cohabitate and decide they're going to do a trip and uh, do a hike in Florida, um, which he where that's where he's from, and they're they're hiking through you know waist deep water with gators with gators. And she said that he told her that oh don't worry they're like bears they don't want any part of you. No. And I said I'm not no. sure that's correct. <laughs> 
You better, you better. I would double check that. I don't know much about Florida. I've been there once, but I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, that could be the pro tip. Do not hike in waist deep water in yes. Florida. A- anywhere. It, I'm, yeah. I have this thing you know, on the back of my mind. There's all sorts of critters in the water. I don't want to know. All right. Hey, we're talking, of course, about Jupiter from the uh, the Jupiter Hikes YouTube channel. He uh, has done. He did the international AT, so from Canada all the way down to the Florida Keys. Yeah, he posts was, a lot of he posts a lot of good stuff on Instagram. He's got some good stories. Yeah, there. yep. And his YouTube channel, his videos are, are hilarious. He he does uh, some very very funny stuff. So let's check in with Jupiter and see what he's up to. Hello, John Frickin' Muir podcast, and all of your listeners out there in the world. This is Jupiter Hikes, or just Jupiter. Uh, hikes is what I do. Jupiter is the name. Um, so, you know, I'm currently out here hiking the Arizona National Scenic Trail, which is 800 miles from Mexico across the state of Arizona to Utah. And right now, I'm about 700 miles in, so I only have 100 miles to go. I am about to descend into the Grand Canyon. So I am very excited for that. I just spent way too much money on a resupply at the general store, as you do. And if you hear cars in the background, that is because this is a very popular national park. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, I guess this hike is kind of, you know, since I haven't done a through hike in about a year, this hike is and has been just... How am I going to do, you know? what? How am I going to feel? How am I going to fare? Since it has been a year since my last one, this was kind of just to break me back in and, you know, see see what's up. See what I'm liking, see what I'm not liking gear-wise, and, you know, see how my feet are feeling. And I'm happy to report that I'm feeling great. That I think I've been averaging something about like 30 miles a day for the entire trip um my gear's been working out so i think i think i've still got it even though i took the year off um but yeah the trail's been wonderful you know although you think of arizona and you think of desert it's it's really been a very unique ecosystem and i feel like every day i'm kind of going through something a little bit different so definitely, definitely been enjoying it. I think part of what makes this trail um, so unique throughout is just the change in elevation, the constant change. I, I feel like you're going from, you know, those deep, deep desert valleys all the way up to 9,000 feet and above, you know. So just with every thousand feet of change, you're really seeing a lot of different plants and trees and animals and birds and you know you're going from these these sky islands these giant mountains out in the middle of the desert to these great plateaus up north and uh it's really been fun you know i would highly recommend the arizona trail i think the terrain can be a little bit rough at times just with all the rocks and gravel but uh, that towns aren't too far apart. I think if you really wanted to, you could probably go into a town just to
80 miles or something which isn't too far I don't think uh, but yeah after this hike I'm not exactly sure what I'm gonna be up to but I think I'll uh, probably wind up doing the Tahoe Rim Trail and maybe another like short trail in that area and then sometime in the fall I'm possibly thinking about the Colorado Trail um, but you know it's kind of just all on the table right now and you know with just a hundred miles left of this hike I think I'll get home and I'll have plenty of time to consider what I want to do the rest of the year but I'm very happy that I'm out here I'm happy that I've been able to hike so freely and just really been enjoying my time and the freedom of you know living simply out in the high desert so anyway thanks for calling hope to hear back from you soon and uh hope you guys are enjoying this episode so i'll catch you later thank you very much so my big takeaway there chopper i don't know about you was you know he's doing 30 miles a day i also took away from it he doesn't talk to a lot of people <laughs> he had a lot to get out. <laughs> yeah, it was good hearing from him. He, no, he, he was pretty descriptive there. That's what he does. The Grand Canyon would be a cool one to go up and around there. Yeah. I mean, it, but it's it, he's right. Arizona has got a huge variety of things. Most people don't think of northern Arizona. It's up in the mountains, and it's, you know, mount, it snows up there, and it's uh, more alpine. Mm-hmm. You just think of the desert down in the, you know, Phoenix and Tucson area. But Grand Canyon is a great place to go. Yeah, and he, he used a term there that I heard another one of my guests use, and that's Sky Islands. Okay. And uh, when I talked to Barney Scout Man, who we'll hear from in a little bit here, uh, when he was describing his desert experience on the PCT, he talked about Sky Islands. Is that the description of all the clouds? or No, it's actually the description of place? the ascents that you make to... Um, the t- you know when you rise maybe a thousand fifteen hundred feet okay uh, through the through the desert and all of a sudden you're you're not down on the desert floor you're you know a thousand plus feet around. high okay. high up and looking around yeah the vistas cool so it was, it was nice to hear him use that same term and it's kind of ironic because both he and Barney Scout Man did the Arizona Trail this year so we have updates from from both of them there on that go. trail so very cool so. W- w- I know you you have an aversion to the long trail, but uh, you know you know the Arizona Trail being eight eight hundred miles and going through the Grand Canyon would that be a possibility? I don't know what kind I'll, of. I'll meet you at the Grand Canyon. Okay. I'll go up and up and down, and then then that'll be good. Okay, I'll get back in the car and uh, meet you at the other side. That's right. I mean, what is the what's the optimal length for a, a trip for me for you? And we could take that eight hundred miles and just do the math, and that's you know, how many miles we hike each about, day. About ten days. Ten days is, uh, is probably my max. So if we can do eighty mile days, I mean okay. we're there. That's right. We can. We yeah. can do it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Get a bike. Bike would work. Yeah, you know, eighty miles on a bike. I don't have a recording from him, but I know that uh, Mac from Halfway Anywhere is also doing the Arizona Trail, but he's doing it on bike. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I think that was Mac. And if, if, if it wasn't you, Mac, I apologize. But uh, I'm pretty sure it was you who you've been posting a lot of a lot of stuff uh, from the Arizona Trail on bike. So we'll look into that one. Maybe All right. not. All right, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> All right. Hey, up next we've got uh, another long trailer, and this is Little Skittle. 
she was a friend of uh, Ginger Balls, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And they, Ginger Balls and his his uh, um, his crew on the AT. His crew on the was it the AT or the PCT? I think it was the PCT. Was it the PCT? Yeah, it was the Wounded Warrior Project. That's right. And they tried to give her the name because she was hiking with them and in such brightly. Uh, colored attire. Excuse they, me, Rainbow Warrior. Rainbow Warrior. But she thought that that you know, you know she would it wouldn't do the name justice because she wasn't in the military, right. and so she kind of declined that name. And they went instead with Little Skittle because uh, she had all the colors of the rainbow, and I think Skittle was one of her Skittles was one of her favorite snacks. Everybody loves Skittles on the trail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it always is just amazing to me when. Uh, people decide to do the long trails, 2,600 miles from Mexico to Canada uh, on the PCT. And she went not not knowing anybody else who was doing it, just no. showed up alone. That's a that's a it's same thing I was saying before. It's a different type of drive. Yeah. I just want to go out and discover something about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to keep everything hidden inside of me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to learn that on the trail. Yeah. And one of my favorite stories from her on her episode was how she broke her fall with her chin on a on a log on a river crossing. She got halfway over and froze, and she ended up, you know, just passing out. I mean, she locked up and ended up passing out, and she she broke her fall with her face. Ouch! And she shared some pictures that I posted on on Instagram that were just absolutely painful. <laughs> so. Let's uh, let's check in with little Skittle, see how she's doing. Hopefully, she hasn't broken her her fall with her face recently. So That's right. Let's hear. Hey, Doc. It's Becca, also known as Little Skittle. I'm currently at home in the foothills of Mount Rainier in Washington. I'm just getting ready to get everything dialed in for gear and get my mental faculties in check because I will be starting a southbound hike at the Continental Divide Trail in just under two months. So uh, I guess you could say right now it's kind of like a blackout period where everything's just going to be like a blur and time's going to move faster than the speed of light and I'll be on trail before I even know it. So right now I'm just trying to enjoy the last couple weeks at home before I get out there and if anyone is is interested you can find my media um, on trail by searching for me on Instagram or on YouTube. Search Little Skittle and you should see my adventures coming up here once I get on trail in late June or early July. I'll see you guys out there. Happy trails. So from all the people you've talked to, southbound on the CDT, that doesn't seem like it's a very common one. Everybody tends to go north to south, or south to north because they're trying to stay away from the snow. And if I remember correctly on the CDT stories, it's you want to get through the San Juan Mountains of Colorado right when the snow is breaking up because it's like impossible to get through there so it sounds like god is she going to be hitting that like at the worst time yeah so i think the majority of each of the long trail hikers uh, whether it be the pct the cdt or the at they go south to north but if you're going from north to south i think you can start a little bit later in the season and beat the snow before and beat it comes the, down. and beat the snow before it comes down because you're gonna you're gonna have heavier snow snow towards the Canadian border and in the in so the she's got to get out of the Rockies or the San Juans. Well, the San Juans are right by the end of the bottom of the Rockies. Yeah, so. no, that's a pretty crazy time. I, I don't know enough, but just to me, when when she was saying that, it's like okay, that's that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, yeah, and this is her second long trail. She did the PCT. Um, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. 
And oh, it was it was two years ago because she talked about doing the CDT, starting off on the CDT last year when COVID hit, and she felt kind of guilty about doing the CDT out. and made her boyfriend come back and, and pick her up. So. That's right. Uh, that was that's also right. a southbound trip, though. Okay. So, well, that's her plan. Yeah. More power to her. So she's, she's sticking with it. And I have to imagine that once she has the CDT under her belt, which yeah. I'm sure she's going to be able to <clears> do. Got to do the AT? She's going to have to do the AT. Go straight to it because she'll be done right by the spring. And you can just turn around, you know, go to uh, that's Georgia right. and start going north. That's right. Kind of like Chris Carter. Exactly. Who's doing the uh, CDT and then, and then the AT southbound. Do the she can do direction. that the other direction. They can meet up in the middle and say hi. Right. High five as they go by each other. <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, our next guest, our next update is from uh, a guest that I interviewed earlier this year who had not done a long trail before, and she was preparing for her PCT hike. So this is the pre-PCT interview that I did with her on her episode, and she is currently out on the PCT. This wasn't the deal that you did the the pre-interview, and then you're going to do the post-interview when she was done? That's correct. So when she is finished right. in September or October, she's agreed to come back on and let us know, did uh, did the trail live up to her expectations? Was it completely different? And, and how she did and what the stories were. So this is, of course, Panda. I asked her if that was her trail name, and her name, her real name is Amanda. It's just too easy. Yeah. So it's not an actual trail name. Um, we'll see what trail name she picks up out, out there on the on the PCT. Let's see how Amanda's doing. Hey, Doc. It's Amanda here checking in from the trail. Or should I say it's Tinkle is my new trail name. <laughs> I usually have to go to the bathroom all the time. And when I do, I always say, hey, I got a Tinkle. And it just, it's stuck. So I like it and I'm going with it. Uh, about 150 miles in. I've taken a couple zeros in Idlewild before... We summit the San Jacinto Mountains. Um, The desert is definitely a love-hate relationship. I love the views, and I did not know that there could be so much beauty in the desert. So many different wildflowers, and there's lizards everywhere. But the heat is killer. One day, I definitely started hiking at about 4.30 in the afternoon on a 90-degree day, and that was not a good idea. (laughs) Ended up getting a little bit of heat exhaustion and only made it a couple miles. So early starts are definitely necessary, and night hiking is a thing. I've been starting anywhere between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. every day and trying to make those miles and take a break in the heat of the day. Uh, The people out here are absolutely amazing. All the trail towns are very, very welcoming, and everybody wants to help any way they can. Finding a hitch is a lot easier than I thought. Uh, The people on the trail, everybody is so welcoming and wants to make friends, and no matter where you are, you're not going to be alone. They're always wanting to join, or everyone wants to make friends, and it's it's been really great so far. I've been hiking with a couple people since the beginning, and just loving every second of it. I mean on trail in the middle of the day as I'm hiking, I'm definitely cussing at myself. Like, what did I get myself into? But the second I get to camp, I just realize again why I'm out here. It is, it's amazing. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, but the most rewarding thing. And I'm only 150 miles in, so I can't wait to see what comes next. Well, that's going to be pretty tricky because if she's just getting out of the desert for the first time and hitting uh, the Southern California mountains, she's got another desert to go through. And it's going to be pretty toasty here. So, Yeah, it's already warming up in Southern yeah. California. Yes, but, was it 90 today here? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but I have to give her credit. I mean, she is uh, sounding pretty positive, pretty Absolutely. chipper. Um, you know, for someone who has not done a long trail or even a a you know a, you know hundred mile trail before, she sounds well, yeah, like get, she's having a good time. Getting through that first stretch of desert usually beats people up, and she was sounding off a perky. So that's good for her. Yeah, power to her. Very good. So I have to check. I'll check in with her on Instagram and see when she's going to come through Agua Dulce. Maybe I can do some trail magic there out there for her. Well, we, we were talking about doing up the Baden Powell too. That's that, right. The trail runs through there. That's a good hike for us to That's go up right. there, top of the mountain, and uh, hand out hand out some uh, some gifts to folks. Yep. And you know what? Panda is no longer Panda. That's right. Little Miss Tinkle. Tinkle. I don't know about Little Miss. That's but true. All right. <laughs> Tinkle. I embellished a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I took some liberties there. Tinkle. So if if you were to pick up a trail name chopper based on your bathroom habits, what would it be? Deuce. Deuce. Very good. <laughs> Without a pause. That's impressive. Very good. That was not a setup. That was that was that was as cold. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Mrs. Chopper is going to like that. Yes. Are, is she a regular listener? Um, random listener. So you're an irregular host, and she's a semi-regular listener. There you go. Got it. That's the way it works. Got it. Okay. All right. Hey, let's go to our last updates. I think I may, I may have shared this on I a previous you episode, you but you know, since we're we're doing updates from the trail, I thought it would be uh, good just to to revisit. Our, our one of our favorites, Barney Scout Man, and see how he was doing out on the Arizona Trail. So let's take a listen. Here's a special hello to all John Freakin Muir podcast listeners from Scout Barney Scout Man. I have completed more than one half of the Arizona Trail. Boy, is it different from all of the other big trails: the PCT, the CDT, the AT. I've met one of my big goals to see a Gila monster. I have hiked a lot of distance between water sources, and it was not my goal, not at all, to um, to play a game of rock, paper, scissors with my pants, my thigh, and barbed wire. Because let me tell you, when you play rock, paper, scissors with your pants, thigh, and barbed wire, barbed wire always wins. So I spent 90 minutes sewing up my pants in the tent, my pants now have a trail name. Think about it for a moment. They are called Franken pants. After seven straight days hiking, I'm on a zero day. I actually had rain. I thought I might be carrying my tent and my rain jacket. 15% of my 10 pound base weight. And they carry them the whole way of the rain, but I did have rain this week. In fact, the Arizona Trail Association issued a, uh, a warning uh, flash flood, but I didn't hear it, so I was out there. And for a few half hours, especially today, it felt like I was in the North Cascades, 6,000 feet. Having a great time here on the Arizona Trail. Best to all of you out there. Barney Scoutman, out. Well, in that clip, he mentions that he is halfway through, but I know um, that was that, that clip was from a little while ago. He's actually finished the Arizona Trail. Very cool. Yeah. And he's no spring chicken. <clears throat> He is not. I mean, uh, he, he's been his memoir, his his trail memoir, uh, Journeys North, was based on a 2007 uh, PCT hike. And so he's been doing this for a while, and he's he, he is. Uh, I don't know what the official term is, but he is a I would say a muckety muck, uh, right. a big wig. So in, everybody knows in, him in, on the, in trail, the trails yeah. association. I think he's right. like president or chairperson in a couple Grand of different. Poobah. 
Grand Poobah of several different trail associations. So. Yeah. No, and it, he's one of those people that people talk about, you know, hooking up with him as one of the trail angels at the start of the PCT. So for him to go out and then still continue to be doing all the hiking and stuff, that's that's pretty cool. Right. What would you think about his story about the uh, barbed wire fence? I was a little leery when he was saying rock, paper, scissors with a tear in his pants. I wasn't sure exactly where he was going, but I'm glad he went uh, the, the path he did. Yeah, and the, the, the Franken-pants? That's that's, a, that's an old man joke. Uh-huh. I, I, I did smile. Did you wait for it? <laughs> I did wait for it. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Very good. And so I, I have reached out to uh, to Scout and asked him if he can come back on the pod because he, he alluded to some additional PCT stories that he had. I'm sure he's got a couple. And so I'd love to have him come back on and share those stories as well as you know his experience out on the, the Arizona Trail. Good times. Yep. Very good. All right. So, hey, wh- this is about the time of the episode where I always throw in a, an impromptu top five. Oh, you love the, you love the top five, uh, don't you? I do. I do love the top fives. So what could we be uh, discussing top five of for this? You know, we've heard from a number of right. former guests. Um, I think I'm curious to know uh, from you, you're, since you are a regular listener, you've, you've probably listened to all... 80 plus episodes Pretty at this close. point. I do need to get a life. No, no. You, you're keeping my numbers. You're driving the numbers <laughs> up. So I appreciate that. Uh, I'm curious to know, what were your top five episodes? Oh, geez. Um, wow, that would be a difficult one because there's so many of them. So many, so many good ones? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay, They're, good. Yeah. yeah. You know, how do I pick? So I may not remember all the names of all the stories, but some of the ones that were pretty cool are actually more of the international ones, because a lot of those were stories I had never heard before. Mm-hmm. There was like the little tiny islands and the little tiny nations <clears throat> around the world that uh, some of your travelers were trying to go to. There was like 180 places in the world they were trying to get to. Yes, I think you're referring to the Global Gas episode. <clears throat> the, he, he, inter- he has a podcast where he only interviews people who are who have either visited every country recognized by the UN right. or who are trying to get to every country. And I think that one resonated with me because my folks love to travel the world. What, my dad had a chance to op- uh, retire early, so he and my mom have literally been to like 100 countries in the world. Mm-hmm. So that one was kind of fun, telling those stories. I nice. Bet, I bet uh, if he knew what a podcast was, I bet he would enjoy it. Okay. Because he's probably he would probably sit there going, oh, I've been to there. I've been to there. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Global Gas. Very yeah. good. Okay. Rick, uh, Rick, Rick Gazzari is his name okay the uh, the Faroe Islands one I listened to the other day that was a good one because mm-hmm. that's a, it's on my list of places I, I always want to go to Iceland mm-hmm. especially with all the uh, you know the volcanoes blowing up it's like really cool time a lot of things posted right now so that was Cassie Johannes yeah and okay. this is good feedback because I always wonder how the non you know long trail hiking episodes how they play with some of our listeners well out there. I like them because it's variety Nothing against all the people doing these trails. Uh-huh. It's just, it's really fun to hear a little little different thing, a little different perspective. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go do something that's out of the ordinary. Yeah. What did um, you think about those tunnels that connected the islands? Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> one-way tunnel? <laughs> yeah, one-way tunnel with two-way traffic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very <It's> good. <laughs> um, even though I forgot his name at the beginning, uh, Brett... Gravelin? Brett Gravelin. The, the, the Team Curl, just because I enjoyed watching that show on TV. 
And you know, you know this, that type of adventure is just fun to me. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would be more inclined to try something like that than the PCT. Yeah. But that was nuts. I would not try that one specifically. Mm-hmm. But you know, we can look up this mammoth the bishop one that he was talking about. That might be up our alley. Yeah. You know, I had a, a real fun time interviewing Brett. He was a a real fun guy to talk to. Very interesting. Very outgoing. And when I finished talking to him, I thought to myself. Wow, was that episode as good as I thought it was? And then when I re-listened to it, I'm like, that was fun. That was good. Yeah, yeah that was really good. I enjoyed um, talking to him. I got I got to throw a shout out to uh, my wife's cousin, Glenn Schweitzer. Yes, um, doing the documentary about the the AT mm-hmm. trail um, mix. Trail mix. It, that was one of the ones. Again, you know, I've known Glenn for a long, long time. It was really cool hearing his voice on the podcast, and it was like it was just a good time sitting and listening to that. Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Chopper, listen to that one for sure. Yeah, that one I know. He is one of the one of the guys with the biggest hearts I think I've yes. ever interviewed. I mean, he just just uh, you just feel it pouring out of him. His his care for humanity, he's for always nature been like that. and helping others. Yeah. It's just he's just an incredible guy. Yeah. yeah. No, no, so that was a lot of fun. Okay. So that's four. That's four. Um, and even though I didn't necessarily want to do the PCT, and I did decline the interview. The uh, with the rad and bugs and those guys, that was fun. Those guys were having a good time. They were they were fun to listen to. They really just playing off each other. It was just it made it sound like it was a good time out there. Even though I did watch the video and I saw the hell that they went through, but you know they did these little side trips. Let's go hang out in Yosemite for a week and just climb, and then we'll get back to the trail. The trail is always going to be there, and we're going to finish in time. And then all the different things, okay, we're going to push ourselves to do the Oregon Challenge, and we're going to push ourselves to the one-day challenge and all that stuff. So it was just, it was really fun to hear those guys and just, you know, after watching that video. So that, that was a good time. So Yeah, think, and, we, and we have to remember that even though we have talked about, we had updates from Rad and Bugs, there was a third gentleman right. on that trip who made it into the desert, uh, but then had to, to yeah, he, bail yeah, off in Southern the California, he had to pull out, right? Yeah. Like shin splints or something? Yeah, and that was Bo. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, that was Bo. My favorite story from that episode was when they were living under the bridge for a couple of days, <laughs> trying to heal up. I think and, I've driven over that bridge. <laughs> and they talked. They they talked about with with kind of uh, uh, surprise that a hobo came to <laughs> sleep one night with them under under the, the 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 bridge. And I said, I'm sure he felt like he fit right yeah. in. I mean, you guys have been hundreds of miles on in the desert so far. I he mean, was probably guys, worried about them. Are you guys okay? You look right. a little rough. That's right. And then, they, then that one trail angel picked them up, and they were like swimming at her house for a couple of days. Yeah. And it was like, this is just a surreal life. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That, that's a good top five. I All like right. that. That was good. That was impromptu. Yes. Had no idea that was coming. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what time What time of the, the episode this well, is? I'm going to guess because I've heard you ask uh, people about 80 times. Hey, you know where we are? I, uh, no. Where are we, Doc? <laughs> We're at that time of the episode where I ask you for your pro tip insight of the week. What, okay. what little tip or trick can you share with our listeners to make their next adventure that much better? And it has to be based upon something we heard in the episode today. Well, you know, the theme... And maybe this isn't necessarily a pro tip. It's just listening to all the all the voices and all the the tone of everybody when they're making their call-ins. They're in the middle of things that they're describing as the, the most effed up trail I've ever been on. I'm melting in the desert, and I'm you know I'm just, but I'm happy as can be. It's just that that positivity comes out of people on, on the trail. If it works for you, it works for you. So if, you know what, you just go with it, and you know find your happy place. 
find something that makes you happy out on the trail and just stick with it. It's going to suck some days. It's going to be difficult, but that positivity, that resilience, it's going to pay off. I forgot who it was. It wasn't today, but one of the people saying, don't quit on a bad day. I beat that. I was going to say it was that. Like, it's the same thing. It's like, you can get through it. You can get, you, other than an injury or mm-hmm. something like that, you're going to make it. Yep. Keep, keep positive, find the, find the good things. And all these people have the same kind of tone in their voice of, it's, it's really difficult, it's really hot, it's harder than I thought it was going to be, but I'm loving it. Yeah, you remind me of Panda, or Tinkle now, yeah. who says, yeah, I got heat exhaustion, and I only went three miles, and I'm having a great time, you know? it's I got pulled out of the Sierra <laughs> in a helicopter from altitude sickness, and I've gone back before, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, it's just, you, you got to look, you know what, that was a, that, that happened. That yeah. was something you can do. We'll, we'll adjust later. That's you, right. You can do it. That's right. As others have said, a, a, the, the worst day on the trail is better than the best day at work. This is true. And I uh, don't know. broke your <laughs> leg on the trail. You, 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 you agree with that pretty quickly and then, and then say, well, hang on a second, maybe not. <laughs> I felt like hell when I was up on the side of that mountain. You know what that was? That was type two fun. That's exactly as Tayson Whitaker said. That's exactly what Tayson Whitaker, founder and CEO of Outdoor Vitals, sponsor he, of the John Freaking Muir Pod. When he was describing that, that's what came to mind. It's like, yes, I did enjoy actually telling stories about getting pulled off the uh, mountain of a, on a helicopter. Yeah, type two fun is the fun that you uh, you don't enjoy when it's happening, but you enjoy talking about it afterwards. Those are all the stories that you tell mm-hmm. after you get done. That's right. And if you want to know what type one fun is and type three fun is, listen to the Tayson Whitaker episode. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right. Nice marketing. Good job. There you go. So there you have it. That's it. This special updates from the trails episode is in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time catching up with some of our fan favorites. And I want to thank Chopper for his insight and excellent banter. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to be back. You bring a strong banter quotient to the that, pod. That's my job. Yes. Sarcasm and bad wit. Yes. Yeah. Very good. All right. Remember to check out the pod on social media. We're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. And you know what? Have you noticed my latest foray into the social media universe? Um, I think I noticed it on Instagram. Is this your uh, your, your TikTok foray? That's right. right. TikTok. I, I am, I've never been on tiktok i don't know if you get on tiktok but i've seen you post a few things on instagram so yeah there's a really easy uh setup button where in in tiktok you can there's a setting where you can you can also post your tiktoks onto instagram Got it. so okay it, it, it kind of happens and i did notice that you, you did post the helicopter that was taking me away from <laughs> from the sierra and somebody made the comment about you know, this guy's a hack he doesn't know what he's doing it's like well all right I'll own that. That yeah. day, I didn't know what I was doing. Man, some nasty comment out there. He's I know, being hey. critical of, you know, hey, maybe you should do your research first and figure out what you're doing before maybe you, you go out train. there. Maybe you should figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I, come I on. Chopper's <laughs> <laughs> taking a beating. Come on now. Hey, you know what? When you're out the world like that, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta deal with it. Yeah. You put yourself out there and have fun. Yep. So I followed the advice of Half Calf and Schmutz, and I created a TikTok account. Or did, a, you, or did your daughter create the TikTok? No, I actually, I, I actually did it. I actually did it. It's officially called uh, Doc from the JFM Pod, but I like to refer to it as Doc on the Talk. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty catchy, right? Hey, what, do you, well, what do you think? Well, I think Doc on the Rock was something on K Rock for years, but <laughs> sure, go for oh, it. I didn't even know that. Okay, you said, all right. 
that, Sorry, didn't mean to spoil it, your fun. Is it copyrighted? Is that probably not? Okay, no. So I'm okay. All he did right. the news on K Rock. Yeah. Again, Doc from the JFM Pod. Because I tried to do Doc on the talk after the fact, and it's already taken. Oh, okay. So it's actually Doc from the JFM Pod. Very good. Good times. All right. If you have comments or clips you want to share, you can send it to me at johnfreakingmirror at gmail.com. And Chopper, I'd like to finish with a good adventure media recommendation for the fine folks who are tuning in today. What do you have for us? Oh, geez. You know what? Um, This is going to sound really, really bad, but most of my connection to the trail is listening to the John Freakin' Muir (laughs) podcast. I spend a lot of time driving, and uh, it fills a lot of time. It's a good time. And and I feel it, it satisfies my need. So, you know, I can do other things when I get home, but... You should be proud. It keeps me uh, keeps me occupied on the road. Well, that is a solid, probably the most solid, <laughs> the best one you've had. Adventure yet. media recommendation: <laughs> the John freaking Mirpod. Very, go. very good, sir. I'm gonna have to have you back on another episode. Oh, good deal. Well, you know what? We're gonna have to come back because we, we are gonna be doing the southern half of the John Muir Trail here at the end of uh, July. So we'll have to have another reunion tour with everybody. Oh yeah, well, I'm sure we're gonna have some <laughs> stories too. And we got good. we got a new kid joining us that. Uh, one of, one of Big E's uh, buddies. Does, he doesn't have a name yet. Doesn't have, oh, he doesn't have a doesn't name. Doesn't have a name yet, but you'll like him. Okay. He'll be a good time. Very good. All right. That's a wrap from the John Freaking Muir Studio. I'm going to end today by giving some shout-outs to some of the podcast's biggest fans out there. So here we go. You ready? Go for it. All right. Big shout-outs to Nikki, Colin Gregory, Triple Crowner Ginger Balls, who we heard from tonight. That's right. The Dirtbag Long Haul Hiker who goes by Trail Junction on Instagram. Big fan. I actually talked to him a little bit today on Instagram as well. Uh, the Fly Tying Junkie and Hiker Trash Agua Bonita. Agua Bonita, okay. Yeah, and, nice. and those descriptions actually come from their Instagram pages. I'm okay, not, you're, I'm not, you're not making this up. I'm not casting right. dispersions <clears throat> okay. upon them. These are self-described. Uh, Paul Katie, Leo Servan, Henry Chen, who, if you remember, Henry Chen was out on a hike uh, under the stars and oh, listening yeah, yeah. To, to the JFM pod and, and messaged me on Instagram. And That's I got right. right back to him and he I made his day, he said. So, <laughs> happy to do that. Uh, our, our sometimes uh, semi-irregular trail correspondent, Rob Blundell. He's been on a couple episodes. Ricky Costner. Michael J. Koska. Monica Wade. Jeff Oliver. Brett Gravelin. One of, our, one of our guests tonight. Yep. Chad Lubinsky, also known as Chattahoochee. Okay. It's a great, that's a great trail name, that's isn't a good it? One. Yeah. <laughs> my sister, the teacher, who whenever I see her is down at my dad's place. Is this real sister or is this another one with handles? No, no. This is actually <laughs> okay. my sister. Whenever I right. see her down at my dad's place, uh, she, the first thing she always talks about is you know the latest episode on the, nice. on the podcast. So she is a, a devoted listener and a, a, uh, a critic as well. She, <laughs> <laughs> I bet she's a little bit more brutal than we are. <laughs> She says that she knows I'm getting ready to change the subject whenever I say, very good. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. All right. Very good. And, of course, uh, last one, big shout out to my mom who never misses an episode. Of course not. And she is a huge IBTAT fan. She, oh, nice. She is. She has logged into his uh, YouTube channel and really thinks that he is a hoot. Um, it's her kind of guy, rough and tumble. I think her, one of her favorite movies is also Jeremiah Johnson. Okay, right. So they fit. She like likes Robert Redford. Two peas in a pod. So there you go, mom. Big shout out to you. All right. Thank you for all the support and keep on listening. If you want to make the next shout out list, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or reach out and interact with me on one of our social media platforms. 
And before we get to the very end of the episode, I have a special update from the trail from some future guests of the pod, Tick and Talk, who are currently out on the Continental Divide Trail. Take a listen. Hi, we're Renee and Tim. Greetings from Mile 400 on the Continental Divide Trail. Our CDT trail names are Tick and Talk. We're looking forward to being guests on the John Freaking Muir pod once we finish the hike this fall. The CDT has been quite a different experience than the PCT so far. We've seen more large mammals than through hikers. Our biggest challenge so far has been finding water. At one point, we reached a spring that had gone dry, so we had to hike 11 miles off trail and mostly backward to find water, then carry that water 31 miles to the next source. In total, this added 22 miles to our hike. The challenges are far outweighed by the beautiful, open New Mexico landscape. We can't wait to see what the rest of the trail will bring. We're looking forward to sharing the experience with Doc and all of you. Thank you for tuning in. Always remember, the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if your trail name is Tinkle or or Deuce. Or Deuce. Or Deuce. The trail is the trail. Embrace the suck.